Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. This is John Singleton fighting 87,000 IRS agents. (laughs) Look at him go, folks. Look at them. They're coming to audit you. Look at it. John is wiping them all out. Mr. Anderson. I don't know what happened. Wait, I have an incoming call from a decline. Is that the IRS agent calling you? Yeah, they're, they're calling me right now, John. Yeah. They're telling me to stop. Don't have you on. <laughs> there's your audits right there. Take, take, here's your lean and levy. Bang. <laughs> there's your other lean and levy. There you go. Here's an audit for you. No Adeline more audit. Adeline, Adeline. You can't audit me. There you go. <laughs> Unauditable. Now he's going to get supercharged with the power of rights. Uh-oh. John has picked up the Constitution. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, boy. Ooh. Bang, hey, bang. Hey. They never learn. They never learn, John. They never learn at all. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, you're listening to Rogue News. We're back. Uh, We're going to be on YouTube. Again, this is going to be a 10-minute broadcast. You want to know where we're going to be. uh, You need to follow us over. CJ, the link should be in the description box, right? Yeah, it should be. It should be. Should be in the description box. You can follow us over directly to our other platforms, roguenews.com, uh, Rogue News at Twitch, Rogue News on DLive. We're only going to be on YouTube for 10 minutes. John is going to get into the nitty-gritty, and you don't want to miss it because people have been bombarding John with a million and one questions in regards to, hey, man, you have the IRS, which is being armed to the teeth, 87,000 strong, and... 
uh, 50% of that is going to be fully armed with uh, enforcement capabilities. Now, we've seen the training videos, which is uh, laughable. John, have you seen the training videos? For the IRS? Yes. I've not. Oh, my God. No. Bro. It, it, <laughs> oh, I got to see those. I, I didn't know there was such a thing. John, I will pull those up for you, man. I'll pull okay. those up for you. I, I was looking is... at the congressional report. I didn't know there were some videos. That's even oh, more dude, interesting. Dude, okay. You're gonna, you're gonna love this. These guys are the ultimate. These are the ultimate twinks. These are the. I mean, they had guys on wheelchairs. You got them. Yeah, one guy looking like Stephen Hawking's. The other <laughs> fat girls. Okay. All right. I mean, Gus's worst nightmare of purple hair, beaver bumpers. I mean, you name it. This, this is who okay. they are. Though. They're training. Watch this. This is pathetic. Oh, bad boys, what you gonna gonna do when the IRS comes for you? Tell me what you're gonna do. That's hilarious. It actually says police on the vest. Is that a bulletproof vest? Yeah, IRS CID, Criminal Enforcement Division. Look at this. You know, this is just look at this guy. Yeah, don't get in his way. This is just a way to intimidate people. It was Down syndrome. Is a person like that ever going to be knocking at your door? Come on. Really? Dude, the, and this is why Florida, the, the, the CFO of Florida says any IRS agent that comes down trying to harass Florida citizens is going to be arrested on site. And the sheriff, you know, has to meet oh, here we go. Here over we go. the IRS. Hold on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. V. V. If this, if this was my house or my business and they did that to me, yeah. my response would be, guys, Go back. It's too early for Halloween. Yeah. You're too early. Too early. <laughs> Look at the, the way he's holding his gun. They're teaching us how to act. Put your hands up. That's, That's what they're That's all it is. That's all it is. They're so dangerous, John. Here's what you do. Put your hands up and give up. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands up and give up. We're the IRS. You have to go out of your way to create a situation like that. And if you're not doing that anyways, it doesn't matter if they bring in a million agents or 80,000. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. The, uh, the interesting thing is, is like when we're looking at some of the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, John, I know you've, yeah. uh, you've heard of this. It's right. We're going to legislate inflation away. And, and they're also going to join the, the sadness. They're also going to write the, the sadness <laughs> Removal Act. By, what? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, gonna, they're just going to write a bill called the Sadness Removal right. Act and remove sadness from everybody's life. Also, Tuesday <clears throat> will be a, a de- deleted from the calendar. Oh, yes. Who yeah. needs Tuesday? We I don't mean, need it, Tuesday. Yeah. It's a bad day anyway. It's a slow right. day for restaurants, slow yeah. day for business. Who needs Tuesdays? That it's will be legislated. And also rain. Rain gonna, is kind of useless, especially yeah, in gonna, California. Who needs rain in California? Mm-hmm. We're going to legislate know? rain, yes. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, beautiful forest fires. Right now, there's a, a fire burning in, out in uh, uh, Bear Lake in California. Wow. Uh, just amazing. Like, who needs rain? Legislate that. And and they're going to legislate the uh, the inflation away, John. And, and, you know, it's pretty remarkable. right? When you look at the bill and you start reading it, you start realizing, what. okay, first of all, you and I and CJ, we all know this. And anybody who's been following Rogue for a while knows it. This is, this is, this is just another wealth extraction scheme. I've been saying sure. it since 2012 when I broke into the scene. I said, listen, when a, a, a an empire collapses, its security apparatus, which looks for enemies from without, begins to start looking for enemies with, from within. And that that's is right. you. Yeah, that's right. We are yeah. in 
as the empire collapses, as the unipolar world comes to an end, we, we are in a resource war, okay? And the resource, your biggest mm-hmm. competitor, a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be my next door neighbor. No, the biggest competitor in a resource war is the government. Why? Because he, he is trying to accumulate as yeah. much resources for the special interest that, he, that, that the government serves. And so this whole IRS thing, it's pretty interesting, John. The biggest backers of this bill is the union of <laughs> treasury workers. Because now the union of treasury workers, which 100% of them vote Democrat, sure. they just got, you know, the IRS yeah. is 70,000 people. They're right. going to be increased by 87,000 for the next 10 years, right? The, the, the hiring is not overnight. It's for the next 10 years, right? Right, right. They're more than doubling their union base. So again, it's 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 the play for the union. And then when you look at the stipulations, yep. the, the the primary targeting for this is people that are making anywhere between you know nine you know between seventy and uh, two hundred thousand dollars. Small business owners. That's by default. If you just by think default. this through, you're not you're not going to go after the richest people. Those people no. will fight fight you back, and you're not going to go anywhere. But yeah, you want to get the people that are not going to typically defend themselves or have the willingness to pay ten thousand dollars for cost of litigation. Correct. That's easy. Correct. Yeah, that's your that's your income range right there. John, let me ask you this: We got one minute here left on YouTube, and folks, you want to you want to see this broadcast on the other end? We're going to transition right off in about like in, in about like fifty seconds, right? But John, what have you heard in terms of this eighty-seven thousand, and why? Why is it that ne- the neo himself, when it comes to handling all sorts of things in terms of asset protection, you are neo? How come you're not even sweating, bro? <laughs> Nothing's gonna change. <laughs> Nothing's gonna change, and we're gonna tell you some things, okay? But in this next segment, nothing's gonna change, and I'll explain why. In fact, I just did a video on this that the iris is not going away, but so what? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great title. The iris is not going away, but so what? So this is where people need to like really start getting smart, really start getting their their you know their 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 wits about them, keep their powders dry. Because CJ, you ready to transition, buddy? I mean, not yeah, to, I'm not, ready. Not, not, I, I, I'm, I'm ready CJ, to transition. Yep. Listen. Yep. No, CJ, I, have, no, I don't want you to transition that I way. I have the dresses, orders, the like, you know, the I've got every attire thing you could think of, the wigs, everything. We're I'm going ready. into the matrix. He's ready to transition. He's ready to transition. <laughs> All right, here we go, CJ. Take it away. And folks, we are back. We are back. We are officially off screw tube. Now you're going to hear John go unbridled, uncensored. John, floor <laughs> oh, is good. yours, I'm glad you did it. that because yeah, I was I was trying to hold my breath during the countdown. So if I pass out, that's why. CJ, <laughs> <laughs> have you transitioned? It's, it was only thirty seconds. Uh, you know, I can't not, I cannot find the proper heels that I like. There's a lot of different. Oh, I'm thinking man. about going with some stilettos. Oh, um, oh, so we'll see. 
<laughs> so I love the news about this 87,000. Why is it 87,000? Who calculated that? Yeah, who, that's an interesting <clears throat> question, John. Why is it 87,000? I don't know, but I wonder who's going to interview all those people because you don't just say, hey, you, come over here. Here's a check. you got to interview them. they got to qualify. It's a, I mean, maybe their qualifications are very minimal. Yeah, it's a process. So who's going to interview and bring on 87,000? And let's just say, okay, it's 10 years, so it's 8,700. What? And, and divide that by 50 states. So let's say 48 states. It'd be interesting to find people. out the protocols. It'd be interesting to find out sure. the protocols like on, for example, like Homeland Security. You know, there's several in state. There's state offices, right? So who do they report for? And does it benefit the Treasury or whoever by having the IRS agents at state level? You know, you guys are seeing what I'm saying. It's like, who yeah. does the IRS agent, who will they report to? I mean, I, Treasury? I don't know. I mean, is it, it Homeland Security? I don't know. Well, you know, it's weird. I mean, did you hear any news in terms of their criminal enforcement division? Have they added anything new, John? Because I was scouring the laws of, of this proposed bill. There's been nothing new in terms of adding teeth to this uh, monster. It's the same old worn down right. teeth. You know? Right. And I was doing some research. So I looked on the Internet and I found the Congressional Research Service. Mm -hmm. And they're telling you how the money's allocated. And there's a, there's a portion that goes into the criminal enforcement. <clears throat> but again, that doesn't change it for people that we relate to. Right. It doesn't change it for, for our clients. It doesn't change it for people like us. We're not breaking the law. We're not lying to the IRS. We're not trying to cheat the system. Mm -hmm. So what good is it? I mean, it's good for people that are going to kind of deserve it. I hate to say, you know, if they're lying to the IRS or things like that, or they think they're going to move their money offshore and, and, and escape the IRS, you know, that's going to be a problem for them. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's even a bigger problem yeah. because you still got what? 300 million people in the country and 168 million people now are filing. Yeah. 168 million people are filing. And then here's the other thing. We have the gig economies going on, right? You got people that mm -hmm. are making money on, on side hustles and this, that, and the yeah. other. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, what it's looking like is that, the, that, that, you know, and here's the funny thing. And I, and I really believe John, at the end of the day, this is a probably, dare I say it, a nothing burger. Yes. Dare I say it? Because let's be yeah, honest here, right? What the proposal here is, is to go out and try to either audit or squeeze or pressure. And, and dude, these lazy bureaucrats, what they would love to do is, is what they've always been doing, which is what? Write letters. They don't even write them. They yeah, just, the the computer, out. let me tell you guys something. I know the internal work is the IRS. I study these creatures. They don't even look at anything until the computer says, hey, look at this. Yeah. And it, you can get audited in two different ways. You can be called in for an audit. Uh, you can get third-party summonses, all that stuff. Or you can just get an examination changes notice. What's you that? don't actually – it's just a letter that – it's a form 4549. You can check it on the internet. And basically some computer at the IRS does a calculation that says, hey, you underreported or something like that. And it just sends you the bill. And then you have so many days to object to it. That's an audit. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that basically an audit, I mean, I look at an audit as a way to get more money from people. So it's like you said, they're trying to squeeze people, right? Yeah. Can I share with you how to yeah. end an audit in that one, one minute? Yep. No stress. Yeah. You simply file your returns like always. And let's say you're subject to audit. So the first thing you say to the agent is you go to the audit. The first thing you say to them is what you see is what you get on the 1040. In the four corners of my 1040, what you see is what you get because all the memoranda and all the notes and documents that I use to prepare my 1040, that's under the attorney-client privilege, and I'm not waiving it. Mm. I've had so many clients say that before they even finish the sentence, the IRS says, thank you so much for coming in. Have a nice day. We'll be in contact. And that is, that's the client 
that hopefully he's uncollectible, right? So we're not saying that we're going to create a dispute with the IRS, but what, what happens is the IRS doesn't get to examine or investigate you. They can go around you. They can do a third-party summons, but if you're prepared and you understand, that's not a problem. This, but you don't want to sit there in front of the IRS for four hours or eight hours or three days and answer all the questions because it always ends up in a situation where you don't want to be. <laughs> you know, Let's talk about cryptos, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how you, you deal with the audits. If you want to shut them down, <clears throat> use the attorney-client privilege. Now, whether or not you have it is irrelevant. You're not required to disclose it yeah. because it's under the attorney-client privilege. They understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it's pretty interesting when I also look at the fact that they're looking at crypto enforcement, which I know that they're working with certain third-party companies like CypherTrace. Again, I spoke mm -hmm. with the CEO of CypherTrace years ago, and CypherTrace recently got acquired, I think, by a larger company. And CypherTrace does a, a – a, they are the main one that FinCEN uses or they contract with to go ahead and scour the blockchain to go after people that are keeping their cryptos on exchanges, which you shouldn't be doing, to go after, and now they're they're they're, they're trying to do the impossible, John, which is not even it's not going to work. They want wallet manufacturers, people that have crypto wallets, to KYC themselves. <laughs> yes, well, they want the KYC, and everybody's scared of the KYC. Know mm -hmm. your customer; they're afraid of that. Mm. But there's no reason to be afraid of that. But check this out. Here's a simple thing. Let's just. You just put some cash into cryptos and use an exchange that everybody can see. You went to the exchange, you you used your SSN, it's in your name, you put $100,000 into Bitcoin, and then the next day, you transfer the Bitcoin from your wallet on Coinbase to your ledger. Mm -hmm. Then you reallocate it to what you want, or you put it in a stable coin, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now you reallocate it, no one can see that. Now, if someone's looking at the blockchain, fine, but that has to do with you know your your VPN and all this stuff. <clears throat> but your exchange, at least, will not have the records. Your exchange is the one doing 1099s. Mm -hmm. So why would you do a transaction that's substantial on the exchange when you just go in there for 100000 It goes in, and then it goes out. Where's the tax liability? Where's the gain? There's nothing. I'm going to do it over here. <laughs> I just use Coinbase to do the exchange. Mm-hmm. Does, so, does, no. uh, coin, doesn't Coinbase uh, report that, that you put 100K in and you bought B, uh, BTC? They would report that, wouldn't they? Let, yeah, but let's say they did that. That is not a taxable event. And it yes. doesn't trigger the obligation on your 1040. And I'm going to go over this in a second. And here's your, the thing. That's how they get you. They create the fear that that it is a taxable event and you rat on yourself. Yeah, just buying an asset is not taxable. Selling it might be. Yeah. So, so, so now people get the 1040 that says on there, did you get, let me, let me read you. I'm going to look at the latest website. Okay. Mm. On the, on the 1040 for 2020, uh, 2022 coming up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's saying here, taxpayers who merely own currency, virtual currency at any time in 2021 can check the no box. Now people don't know this because they're not analyzing. They're just looking at headlines and they're going, ah, here's the deal. If you hold virtual currency in your own wallet or account, that is a no on the 1040. To the question, did you purchase cryptos? If you hmm. purchase cryptos and you hold it with your own money, the answer is no. Yeah. It doesn't fit the criteria. The second one is, did you transfer virtual currency between your own wallets? Okay, so if I have Bitcoin and I transfer to another wallet and then to another wallet, I still own the Bitcoin. Correct. And yeah. even if... Yeah. It, it, so as long as my interests don't change, like I didn't give it to my brother or something, sure. then it's not a, a it's not a transfer. Event. Exactly. It's not reportable, not taxable. And then there's a question of if someone's reporting on me doing that and or if it's reportable. 
So then if it's reportable, the only way they would know is if I told them or if they did an audit and discovered it, or like you said, that the chain analysis. Yeah. yeah, if they're doing that, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm sure that that's ramping up. Yeah, that, that's what they're that that's what they're that's what they're wanting to do. And again, that is if, if you know, uh, you know, they, they have these great pie in the sky ideas, man, and the execution always sucks. It's always half-assed. People are thinking that you're dealing with an efficient, you know, oh precise gosh. bureaucracy. Right. You're not. You're nope. dealing with low IQ morons. Uh -huh. Who are who are semi retarded? Okay, they don't want to do any work anyway. No, they don't want to do. Any, they're there to collect a paycheck. That that culture has not changed. You're not dealing with a real quote unquote law enforcement agency. You're not dealing with like your local police department levels of efficiency here. You're Look dealing with 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 an inefficient bureaucracy that's bloated to the hilt. Their only job is to increase their union roles. And to collect more taxpayer income from government budgets. Go ahead. But also have more people on the payroll. I mean, really, yeah. it sounds stupid, but we're not talking about the corporate world where people actually have to make a profit. We're talking about a way to waste more money. Correct. And so let's say they bring in 87,000 people over the next 10 years, which is what, 8,700 people per year if they do it evenly. There's 52,000 IRS agents that are retiring. So the net wow, gain. I did not know that, man. The, the net gain is only thirty-five thousand agents, which oh. you know, it's still a lot, but that's over a ten-year period. So we're looking at thirty-five hundred per year, and then we allocate it. It starts to break down to a point where it's like I said. So what? Wow, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize that, man. Here's why people don't like the IRS. This is why we even have this conversation. So the IRS isn't the exclusive accounting firm for the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, the United States consists of at least close to 100,000, let's call it cost centers or balance sheets. It's probably a million, but let's just say 100,000 balance sheets all over the place, federal, state, all collected together. All the money is being moved together. So some there has to be an accounting function. You can't function properly without an accounting function because presumably public funds are accountable to the public. So we have to have an official accounting uh, service, whether it's Ernst & Young or the IRS or whoever. The thing we don't like about the IRS is that it was given the police power by the Congress. Enforcement with guns. That's what we don't like about the IRS. Correct. Because otherwise, does anybody have a problem with Ernst & Young? We don't care. No, but no, because no one cares they can't about Ernst they, they can't arrest us, right? Right, <laughs> They right. can't shoot us. So, so that's why I tell people, don't lie to the IRS. Don't file false reports. Don't try to make frivolous returns. Don't listen to these tax protesters. Do the right thing. Like, you know, have, you know, manage your money in a, in a certain way and you're, you're going to be fine. I don't care how many more agents they bring in. Like you said, that you're just increasing more incompetent employees. That's all it is. Because you got 52,000 that are retiring. Yeah. Yeah. They're retiring. And, and there's a lot of people that have quit already because of the fake pandemic. They've quit or been fired because they won't go along with the the experimental vaccines and all that nonsense. That's so that, also true, that John. Which, yeah, I don't even know how what number that is. Yeah. Uh, so there, you got that. I mean that, and that's why they're saying they're 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 attributing their backlog of not people not filing returns. So they're look. I think the number was like there's usually seven thousand returns behind, but now they're like twenty one thousand returns behind. Dude, they're re behind. So, yeah. Like bad, bad. There, there, there are people that still haven't got their returns. And we're yeah. going into 2023. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so there's that. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. And people ask me, "Is the IRS going away, John?" Everybody's talking about that. And I'm like, "No, it's not." There. I don't care if you call it the IRS or anybody else. It's still going to be an accounting function for the United States, and they're still going to want income taxes, and they're mm -hmm. still going to do the same system. I mean, their system works beautifully. And by the way, they don't need thousands more employees because their system is so push button that they almost don't even need employees. The, mm. the only reason to talk about this is to scare people. I mean, think about it. People think that they, when they go open a bank account, the IRS is watching. No, IRS they're not. Care at all. They, they no. don't even know where your bank account is. Man. Nope. They don't care. Here's who cares. Nobody talks about the financial crimes network. That agency is administered. You're talking about FinCEN? FinCEN is administered through the IRS. Yeah. But FinCEN is a standalone agency. And FinCEN has a software. Yeah, FinCEN has a software connection interface with all the banks and financial institutions so that when you open an account, they're watching all the transactions. And if there's an irregular transaction, let's say you get a paycheck every two weeks and it's X dollars, and then all of a sudden you get a nice birthday present, your uncle gives you, you know, three times your paycheck. Well, that might generate a currency transaction report. Yeah, a CTR. Which will, a CTR, which will go nowhere because the software won't flag anybody because they're going to say, oh, it's probably an inheritance or something. Mm -hmm. But if there's a certain, and I don't know what it is, if there's a certain pattern that's shown, the software then would send a referral report to a live agent and FinCEN would get involved. And if FinCEN finds anything, and I could tell you firsthand because I have these cases, it'll get referred to the Department of Justice. So when you're talking about funding for the IRS, we didn't even talk about Department of Justice yet. Mm. That's a different creature. We're not even, that's your enforcement arm of the tax regs. Yeah. Not the IRS. Right. You know, yeah. So. It's not what they're saying. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it, when you, dude, it's, it, it's the bureaucratic equivalent of a bridge to nowhere. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's like the Boston <laughs> tunneling project. <laughs> right. Just keep doing it's, the same thing. It's California high-speed rail, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately people get scared. And so it, you know, I'm in the business of helping people in those situations. Right. And I'm not, when people call me, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to play upon a person's fear. Attorneys will do that generally. But when someone calls me, I will tell them the truth. And the many times when people call me, I'll just say, look, man, all you got to do is this one, two, three, call me next month. If you have a, a question or problem, because I don't want to have clients because people are afraid and they lack knowledge. I want them to not be afraid and have knowledge. And if I'm still helping with something, because sometimes it gets complex. Yeah. You can hire me for that. So you know, that, that's the kind of system we're in right now. They're, they scare people. And then what happens is you get you get these news articles. And so what happens with the CPAs and the accountants? They get more calls. Mm -hmm. And the CPAs and accountants and the tax attorneys, they have a habit of scaring their clients. Of course. Oh, yeah. We got to be – let me know if you have any cryptos. Fill out this extra additional disclosure statement. Of course. <laughs> and that, that begins the whole process. You know. Yeah, it's fear-based. It's, it, it's relying upon fear to coerce you to spill the beans. Don't do anything different. You ever watch those Columbo series where, you know, they go into the murder scene and Columbo's there and he looks like a moron. Yeah. And he's got the trench coat. And then so he asks the guy some stupid questions and then he goes to leave the room and you know he's going to ask that other question. He's going to turn well, around with a pencil. One more thing. One more thing. And he would ask this question. And then what happens is it triggers the suspect to go try to conceal the crime he thinks has been discovered. Sure. And then that d discovers the crime. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what they're trying to do. Right. Right. As if you did something wrong. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the other funny thing is this. It's like the other aspect of this bill that people are not looking at is that there is a great deal of momentum right now, especially within the GOP, that as soon as they take back the House and the Senate this midterm and the new Congress goes into session in January 2023, 
they're going to repeal this. Uh, 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 they're going right after the um, the inflation. <laughs> I, mean, I can't laugh well? every time. You well? yeah, you know because you know what's funny is every act of every act of legislation is inflationary. There is no yes. way around it. The Correct. purpose of our economy is to inflate the economy. You cannot go backwards. There's no, no way. So it's a complete boldface lie. It's yeah. just like we're we're here to help you. The, why isn't the Fed reducing inflation? We're fighting inflation. No, you're the, not. The only you're way to create it. Correct. The 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 only way inflation is created is through government. It's not done through the private sector. Right. It's not done through the free market. It's only the government has the power to create inflation, and they do it time and time and time and time again. The rumors that I've been hearing is that the GOP is going to go ahead and repeal this IRS thing. Bring that under control. They're they're looking to gut the DOJ and uh, do a major revamp and gutting of the FBI. Those are the three things that I'm looking at. In terms of green energy, they're trashing that green energy part, right? Okay, so they and, say. And right. uh, so what's happening is they're going to uncork hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbon production is going to start going back through the roof. These are, the, these are what they have uh, planned on going into – the new year setting up for the uh, the election. Now, is this going to stop inflation? No, no, they need this inflation. is going to stop. It's going to increase inflation. You know, but in, in terms of, it's like it's like this. You have the the you know, it's like two managerial groups that are at war with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But it's a show. Yeah, they're still heading in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, it is. It what is, is. What, what do you say to this? V? is it possible that the price increases we're seeing on in consumer goods right now? Do you think that's an actual real price that it should have been for years. And we've just been tricked into thinking that, you know, it's supposed to be what it was. Oh, you mean like when you, uh, when you used to buying eggs at like $3, now you go back at $7. Yeah. Yeah. Or less. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, is that the real price? Cause if you go to other countries, we've exported our debt for decades. So maybe we're experiencing this now. Is, that's a very good, that's a very interesting point you brought up because, um, you made a very interesting point, man. You, there are certain staples and goods that we are reaching at parity with other countries that we export our currency to. Um, like, like the price of wheat. People are talking about the price of pork being up, right? Yeah. Uh, what people are paying for pork per pound here in the United States, it's getting in terms of percentages the parity is very close to some other countries that we ex export pork products or export our debt to. So the, there, there's an interesting aspect of that. The, the whole thing is destructive because the dollar in and of itself is a toxic hyperinflationary asset. So wherever it goes and every other country that, that is reliant upon the dollar as a foreign ex uh, currency, as a foreign, res uh, foreign reserve, uh, foreign exchange reserve, they also suffer the inflation with it now pretty interesting countries that are detached from it that are practically sanction proof that have unplugged from the dollar system you see this in china you see this especially in russia you know, i you know i talk to people that are recently been through like st petersburg and moscow supermarkets are fully stacked sure. pricing is normal <clears throat> right. a lot of the luxury good items are still there i mean it's incredible so this well, is this is the yeah. this is our government's making and every country that has been accepting of the dollar or trading with the dollar or using the dollar as a foreign exchange reserve is paying for it. I think the, a way to describe the dollars is the medium of theft. Yes, it's not a medium. It, of it's exchange. a way to steal. Yes. Just like with the remember the uh, foreclosure mortgage crisis in 2008-9? Yeah, which they never fixed. 
Well, it, no, it, it wasn't broken. Uh, it accomplished exactly what it was intended. You, you're okay, right. so so what they did is in the '80s they created they created a market for mortgage-backed securities. I mean, it began in 1987. Yep. And and then it ended up where you saw 20 years later. Well, uh, I took on about a thousand foreclosure cases because I could do it, and I did the research. I wanted to see what they were doing. Here's what I conclude: the court system was being used to launder, counterfeit, and forge securities. Yes. So, that's all Ooh, it was. And, and here's I can't how, believe you went there. Here how, here's how this works. You, Wall Street did it. So Wall Street wanted to steal foreign pension funds. Bingo. So you go to the countries where they have the nice, juicy, fat pension funds. They already built the states. You mean right? like the Dutch, AB and Ambro, which brought, which bought a <laughs> mountain of U.S. mortgage-backed securities. There right you go. before so, the 2008 collapse. You can't do it unless you have a partner in crime. So you have to go to the government and the government has to be in on the take. And here's what the governments of the other countries said where they were going to pillage the, the pension funds. They said, OK, we'll let you come in here and pillage the pension funds of our citizens. But you're going to guarantee that you're going to make good on pillaging. You're going to make sure that your securities will be upheld. I don't care what you have to do. And they did. They got the court system in the states in all 50 states. They got the court system to go along with it. They knew they owned the court system. And I watch cases where I'm, I'm telling you firsthand, I've had some cases where we caught them in open court at a hearing where we deliberately surprised them because we already had evidence that they didn't have the note and yeah. that they forged the note that they claimed they had. We had third party verification and they literally ran out of the courtroom. Yes. Yes. I've, I've seen that occur on more than one occasion. Yeah. They destroyed the note of the house. When you get a mortgage. Yeah. Your mortgage note is destroyed within 30 days, and it's put on the mortgage electronic registration system, also known as MERS. Once it's on MERS, your mortgage is chopped up, traded on the back end as a security, and is exchanged hands several times. That's why in the course of your years of paying your mortgage, your mortgage has changed hands several times. So if you had a really cool idea to, to trick people out of their money, and it's a, it's a, a financial scheme, okay? And it's illegal. It would be illegal throughout history. And you want to make it legal? You just need the help of the SEC. Yes, absolutely. That's what the SEC is for. So here's a, here's a prediction I have. See what you think about this. So the farmers are being forced to sell because of the uh, environmental conditions, the droughts and whatnot. They're being forced to sell their cattle in, in higher, higher numbers than ever in history. And they're closing their farms forever. I mean, our supply chain of, of beef is, is being destroyed. So I think that in the next six months, we're going to see a flood of beef on the market and the price should probably drop pretty well. Yeah. And then after that, good luck even finding it at any price yeah. after, let's say, March of next year. What do you think? I think uh, there's a very strong uh, possibility um, that that could be very, very true. And there, I mean, we're seeing it within the energy markets, right? Yeah. There's a, There's been a glut of oil. Now there's the, then after the glut of oil, you've had the hyperinflation kick in, and then there's this this scarcity nonsense, this fear that is occurring <laughs> with, within the markets, and yet at the same time production's being ramped up. So when you ramp up production, that way, it's got to go somewhere, and there is going to be a massive dump within the oil market. Now I'm predicting that that massive infusion is coming. Uh, I'd say probably going into 2023, going into 2024. Just in time for a new presidency. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Now, what about, okay, so what about the possibility of us being forced to accept electric cars? 
that we cannot own, that are managed through the internet, that you can only order them and use them and then you can't own them. And what, what do you think that about that idea? Say that again, used cars? The, the idea that you cannot own a car with the new electric technology, the mm -hmm. battery powered mm -hmm. electric cars, I think the purpose of that is to make it to where you cannot own such a vehicle because it'll be maintained and managed by the internet. So you can only call the car. It'll come to your house and it'll take you where you want to go. Or you That is the technocrats wet dream, man. I'm they thinking want... that that might be in the next couple of years. Yeah, they, 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 that's been in so many white papers. They, they dream of that. And this is the reason why people should be resistant to this uh, dystopic idea of electric cars because – what the the way they're going to do is that look, you're going to have this electric car. The first they're going to this is the way it's going to work. There, you could put all sorts of telemet uh, telemetric data into a car, especially mm -hmm. if it's electric. It's much more easier to manage than an internal yeah. combustion motor. Internal combustion engines, you could, you know, you could manipulate every aspect of an internal combustion engine, so you can never get an accurate reading. I could, you can mess with the air mm -hmm. fuel ratios. You can sure. mess with the, you know, anything, right? So with the emission systems, all that. But on an electric car, you can't do any of that. It's a, it's a complete closed uh, operating system. Now, they're going to move it to the, okay, you can have electric cars now, but in a few years, they're going to be like this, John. Mm. Well, you know, the electric car you got, listen, you can only keep it for five years. Because at the end of five years, that battery that's in the car, we're going to give you a tax credit, okay. right? Again, more money printing, more inflation, because once you start inflating, you can't stop, right? That's right. We're going to give you a tax credit, $7,500, $15,000, whatever, right? In order to dispose of that battery, and that fifteen thousand dollars could be used for you to buy a new or lease a new electric car. Lease exactly, right? And right. then, and then the buying option goes. Then it becomes lease, and then eventually it will be where now they have ride sharing company. Because you know we're still several several decades away from actually having the technology where cars could actually drive by themselves in okay. a very smart way without having some serious impact. We've seen you several, know all the several decades. You think. Yeah, Elon Musk okay. is, you know, he they're on the he, he's on the forefront of this stuff and Elon's yeah. like, yeah, we'll probably have self-driving cars by like 2040. Okay. Right? All right. right. They they're calling it like level 5 driving, which is like, you know, reacting to uh let's say a, a puppy running into the street or or an accident situation uh -huh. about to occur where it's not like today where you got people in their Teslas, they go to sleep and it rams into a tractor trailer and then they die. You know, <laughs> we're not, right. we're not doing, or runs off the road, off the cliff. You know, or like that lady, that just, the lady that bought the new RV and then she put on cruise control and went in the back to make herself a sandwich and rolled it over the embankment because it kept going straight. Yeah, <laughs> she exactly. thought it would just drive itself. No, exactly. Correct. She actually sued Winnebago and, and got a settlement out of him for being stupid. Jesus, man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so here we are. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so we're not quite there yet, right? But when we do okay. get there, it's going to be the whole ride-sharing thing. It's going to be the Uber, yeah. right? It's going to be like you, 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 you just call a car, and the car will automatically come pick you up and take you to your location. It'll never go over the speed limit. And this is the technocrat. This is the Klaus Schwabian dream. Yeah, and There is resistance, a lot of resistance to all this, thank God. But this is what they're hoping for, John. So this is what why it becomes part of our conversation when we start out with the IRS. Because if you don't have control over the use of a, a car, your way of trans, being having transportation, if you don't have control over that, well, then maybe some, some other party has control over it. And if it's all electronic and maybe it's all managed through a blockchain connected to the internet or whatever, and you're not good with your taxes, hey, you don't get to use the car on the weekend. 
You yeah. can use the car to go to your job, but you can't use the car for anything else. And we know when you're going to use the car because we got the data from your smart meter that got it from your router. And we've been talking to your car and you've been a bad boy. And so we're going to tax you in real time. Yeah. Not only are we going to tax you for your income, forget that. We're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to tax you for your, for your carbon footprint. Yeah. Well, that's the ultimate. So, this so is why not, carbon credits are so important to these. Yeah, assholes. there's a whole accounting system just based on carbon uh, yes. data. Okay, so not only can we t tax you on your carbon footprint, you, we could tax your phone. Yep. And we could tax your dog. This is why, listen, <laughs> John, the only way for us to prevent the climate crisis, because according, I think right now we have eight years left, John. We've, we've, I can't we've breathe lost. now as it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. Can't yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm stuffy myself here. But the only way to do it is for us to not own anything and be happy, number one. And number two, John, we have to eat insects, okay? We have I've to already plus. started just to get ahead of the curve. I've already started. I mean, CJ, CJ yeah. are, are we going insect hunting? Like, you know, CJ and I are starting a hunting group. Instead of hunting wild game, yeah. we're, we're, we're uh, hunting wild cockroaches. <laughs> well, toasted termites are the best. Yeah, I, I started uh, a farm. I'm, th I'm I had... starting an insect farm. And then, <laughs> right. You know, I just, just I put know, some logs in my backyard. Mill it out and make the lots of money off of insects. Yeah, lots of money. Yeah. CJ, we can sell this to the liberals in downtown, bro. They'll buy it, man. They would. They would. Chocolate tip cockroaches. Do, do I get a tax break if Dude, I'm eating we, insects? We, John, here's a great business model. All right. We will go into every ghetto in America and capture cockroaches. It is a known fact that cockroaches have triple the vitamin C of an orange. Okay? I'm in. All right. We will chocolate dip the cockroaches, <laughs> and we'll sell them to liberal cities. This is we call it sustainable. I've already got a recipe for roach, uh, cockroach popsicles. They're, they'll eat it, yeah. man. Pure, and charge them to them. remove the cockroaches, so it's double dipping. We'll it's charge double them dipping. They sell them. Folks, we just gave you a business idea. If anybody, there it is. Go if you're in Chicago, head over to Southside Chicago, <laughs> West Philadelphia. You know, there's a, you can get into the South Bronx or, or in Brooklyn, right? Or you can get into South Central LA, Englewood, whatever, right? Find your local ghetto and and talk to the property management companies there. Tell them you're in the cockroach removal business. And instead of killing these cockroaches with harmful chemicals, capture them and sell it to your liberal friends. Tell them there will be a 30% reduction of, right. their of their carbon footprint if yeah. they stop, if they just consume this cockroach yeah. that's been dipped in organic cacao. <laughs> organic cacao exactly. will reduce the carbon footprint by 30%. John, we, we just give that business ideas, man. We just gave, we just gave you guys a billion-dollar idea plan. Yeah, Shit, and, CJ, right. we need to get on this. Well, I'm going to sell the cockroach collection trays on Amazon. So just you know, you go, go on Amazon and search Brilliant. for it and you just download it. Yeah. You don't need don't to forget, be a bear don't forget, You have to upcharge. You have to upcharge for the live roaches versus the dead ones, right? It, you know, if, if you're removing – Live ones, it takes a little <laughs> bit more effort to do versus just getting yeah. the dead ones off the ground. So don't forget to upcharge right. for that. That's right. That's Different brands of cockroaches. But that's what we got to do. We got to eat millworms, cockroaches, that, and, and own nothing, be happy, and eat <laughs> bugs. And, uh, you know, we'll reduce our carbon footprint and not have kids. We need to sterilize our children. And, yeah. You know? We don't need any more children. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the way to go, man. Give our, you know, uh, that's the future. <laughs> it's insane, man. Yeah. Insane. See, so yeah, I'm actually selling my sperm. Thing. I'm actually going to sell my yeah. sperm for what? 
for non-vaccinated sperm. Oh, that's going to be a commodity in the near future. Uh, that, that, you know, with the monkeypox ravaging the uh, the rainbow community, you could also sell it to them, Siege. Yeah, John, I'm going to need your help, though, because if I sell my unvaccinated sperm, I don't want anybody coming after me for child support. So I need to <laughs> that, okay? good, so fuck that. <laughs> we need a strong oh ID God. to do that. Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a crazy world so yeah it's just theater guys come on it's just theater it's interesting uh it's not what you think you can yeah. be terrified if you want but i just say so what it, it, it is it's always about the posturing that they do and the posturing is to scare the, sh- the, the, the scare the crap out of you so you rat on yourself you report yeah. on yourself and uh and nothing has changed as of yet and i don't see anything changing uh to add, there's no, no nothing new. There's there hasn't been any new laws put into well, no there's stu- no new laws. statutes. That's an excellent point because you know how they get you get 1099s at the exchange, yeah. okay? So you get 10. So now the latest thing people have been asking me of, about is are, I hear about this 1099 DA digital account or whatever. Yeah. Digital, yeah, digital okay, asset. For, digital, asset. Yeah, digital asset. Yeah, yeah. So what about that, John? And, I, and so I did a video on this and I explained look, guys, if you think there's a new form to, to uh, report transactions so what it doesn't matter if it's a new form they're already reporting but let's just say you want to verify this so go look on the federal register for the form 1099-da and see if it's been uh, if they sought approval by the office of management and budget so i explained look don't just watch forbes they're going to tell you all kinds of nuts things and, and and scare you go look on the federal register and search for these phrases and see if there is actually the irs asking for approval to use a form 1099 da and i did exist. that it does not exist it doesn't exist it, it might but not yet not so, yet so how is how is bloomberg saying we have information that's they're going to adopt this form so i'm thinking Okay, where is Bloomberg factoring into what the IRS is going to do? It doesn't. Only the Federal Register does. So who's saying this? It's incredible. (laughs) This is really incredible because it has to do with the culture, right? It's like they're literally fantasizing and and, and creating vaporware and all these fantastical (laughs) ideas. But in reality, it doesn't exist. And all they're doing is creating the fear factor. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, stir it up a bit, keep people afraid and confused, get them to call their CPA and things like that. There's the next yeah. market right there, John. Yeah, it is. No, I, I, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think insects are, are a bigger market. You know, I think. Uh, you know, it might just be. Yeah. I mean, they're because people are. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to sound like I'm trashing vegetarians. People want to be vegetarians, fine, but then people want to. They want to adopt this new idea that eating insects is a good idea and by the way insects have the best macros if you care not that i'm going to go off and eat some insects i'm just saying i mean there are countries where you can right yeah yeah it's it's part of the normal diet but uh but uh there will be a trend of people doing that and buying food that's marketed to that niche market i want to live like john the baptist in the bible i I just want to eat locusts and wild honey (laughs) did he really do that i thought he did he ate locusts and wild honey why, Adam, look oh, at this. Man. Oh, man. Siege, we're missing the boat. It's Siege, you're, delicious. We're late. John, you, you're, in, you're in Florida. There's giant insects in Florida. Yeah, there are. I, I had to wrestle one this morning. I went out to uh, get some things off the lawn, and I had to fight my way uh, past one of the insects. We need to get to, um, we need to, get to Miami Beach. 
right? We need to get there. And the, especially the ghettos that are right near there. The roaches I hear are massive. <laughs> hey, we could probably learn to make them bigger. Like if you farmed them. Genetically modify them. What, what do you do? Like add we sugar We can breed to the roaches. Diet. We have a roach yeah. breeding where we create livestock of all different. Maybe even throw some Hercules beetles in there. The scorpions. Look at the black scorpions. What, totally edible, what, John. What if we can genetically modify them so they become as big, uh, big as dogs? Why not? And, and then we can hunt them. That would be the next game. Ooh, level. crickets like curry. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> crickets teriyaki. What is that? Cricket. Oh, my Thai curry. Thai curry. That's delicious. There it you looks go. Good. You oh know, have gosh. a little curry, a little turmeric with that. Good for your inflammation. Well, beware of the uh, anything that says plant-based food mm -hmm. that you buy in the store. Because they're trying to condition us to accept it as a noble-type product. And it's not. And it's so, all like meat glue and, and all this other fake Yeah, it's fake, oils. fake, fake. Yeah. yeah, so just be cautious. I mean, but some of the food is just normal like every, every day and it says plant-based. So I think they're trying to condition us to think that it's okay. But ultimately what they want us to do is no, no more farming cattle and accept factory-made fake meat. Yep, exactly. I think that's it completely are, it, 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 they want to vertically integrate the entire food supply where it's all run by corporations. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. John, right. anything else you want to cover? Um, maybe we should do another seminar, man, uh, a strategic life seminar about this. We should be doing one soon. Well, I'd love to talk about opportunities. I mean, yeah, you, you, want oh. to, you want to touch base on a few opportunities? Yeah. Go for it, bro. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still, I'm, I, every time we get a chance to talk about this, I'm always thinking of we need to make stuff locally. And, and yeah. a 3D printer is a way to go. And I just found a, a filament that can be used to replace a metal component. Like I was telling you guys, high resin, high density resins can be used to replace metal implements. So if I'm if I'm doing an HVAC repair and I don't have a part to replace that I need to fix my HVAC or plumbing or whatever, yeah. and I can't find the part because of all the jam up in the supply chain, I can simply print it. And if I can't print it, I can go to a printing company like Shapeways and have it printed. Shapeways. If, Shapeways is one. And if they don't have the file, I can ask the manufacturer if he'd be willing or it would be willing to send the file. Now, sometimes I think they're going to do a license fee on that, but you can get the product through 3D printing and it doesn't have to be metal. Hmm. It can be the high density resin. And I did find the equipment and I found the supplier and it is a patented product. So right now, I mean, it's available, but we're in the very beginning stages. I think that's, that's lots amazing. of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, 3D printing op opens up a door for, for a lot of things, man. I mean, uh, everything from uh, hardware for your homes, replacement parts for everything mm -hmm. from like your garden cool. hose valves to yeah. car parts to, yep. I mean, so on and so Dude, the average age of a car right now in the United States is is on the road right now. It's about 13 years at this point. Is it that high? Well, yeah, I didn't think that. It was between, okay. Yeah, it used to be 11 years a few years ago. Now it's 13 because people are keeping on keeping their stuff longer and it's not going to change. And, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, well, my my car, my van's thirteen, only because I'm too cheap to buy a new one. Plus, it's a nice van. So well, it, it, <laughs> that's it, my. It'll, it'll run forever, man. Those those types of vans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good van, but I mean, Japanese, my wife wants man. a new one. Yeah. yeah, my wife wants a new one, but I'm like, it runs great. You know, I'm like, it looks yeah. nice, it's comfortable. So, but yeah, I'm one of those that'll keep a car forever. Yeah. So. Same here. Same here. John J. The man. The myth, the legend, John. We got to do a strategic life conference. Uh, we'll announce it soon, man. Once we, it's you and I nailed on a date, and then we can run through the gambit of opportunities and whatnot. Folks, you can get John. John, how can people get in contact with you? 
Well, aceofcoins.com is a great way to see the, we have some uh, uh, services over there. There's a membership site. The membership for video membership, what I try to do is where I have unique strategies that help people with financial risk, IRS collections, debt collections, management, investing going forward. I, I have videos at privacyfight.io. Mm-hmm. All right. So also I created a sec, uh, a little branch of my regular office to deal with what I call the fake pandemic cases. And that website oh. is thezunga.com. You've been, you've been, you've been like creating havoc ever since March of 2020. You've been creating so much havoc, messing with municipalities, man. It was incredible. There's that too, yeah, and just on and on. I mean, it is fun to some extent. Some people are dealing with really harsh situations, and we're able to help them through it. But uh, yeah, so if you go to thezunga.com, t-h-e-z-u-n-g-a.com. We handle like people get by their employer for not participating in the fake pandemic, et cetera. I'll give an example. Um, a person is at a hospital, right? And the hospital says, uh, we see you have a broken arm, but we can't treat it until you wear a, a surgical mask. So, so he calls me up. Yeah, so he calls me up and I hear the story. So I, I say, hang on a second. And I put him on hold. I call up the hospital and I go on the internet and I find out who the CEO is or who the chief counsel is, their top attorney, or I find out who the risk manager is, right? And I call up and I say, hey, I, I represent one of your patients there. I'm an ADA advocate, an advocate under the dis- dis- And I say, hey, uh, since when is it okay to impose a medical treatment on someone for something he's never been diagnosed for while it's obvious that he has a, another medical condition and you're not going to treat him for that. What do you call that? <laughs> and then within well, 30 seconds. Precedent. Yeah. There was, yeah precedent. Well, there was a 20 million, $20 million lawsuit paid out for yeah. one company that was de- denying uh, people for religious exemption yeah. from the, from the vet jab. So yeah, absolutely. well, there, there is no religious exemption, Insane. but I mean, it's just a ruse. Well, there is, there is. I use it at state level. So I use it at state level for my just, kids. It, it was just a ruse. I yeah. mean, they'll go along with it, but really it's not. The schools will, they don't use it for, for yeah. the schools, So they don't force them to do it. Yeah. So, we yeah, use ADA. Years. So, so they just go, okay, yeah, we get it. Um, it's negligent. So we're certainly going to take care of your client, you know? So, you know, there, there are things we can do on that, but yeah. So I, I set up a whole separate office with different people and they handle those cases. So uh, to answer your question, <laughs> I'm getting into all this type of, you know, trouble. I love it. <laughs> Whatever I, I can, it. you know, poke the bear as it were. Folks, you want to be a troublemaker? You want to <laughs> learn and empower yourself not to be afraid and terrified and live under a, a rock from this bureaucracy of incompetent morons? Get a hold of John Jay. Get a hold of him. Aceacoins.com. There's a little uh, thing there where you can click on and it'll, it'll send out, what, like a service ticket and you get back to them? Yeah, there, there is an, a help desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a help desk there. There it is, folks. Aceacoins.com privacyfight.io privacyfight.io a lot of the videos that we've done are posted there and especially some of the seminar stuff from the strategic life conference is also up there privacyfight.io there's also the entire teaching series that john teaches you how to deal with collections agencies how to protect your assets how to deal with lawsuits all these other things that can that really help you in the adult world so get a hold of john jay he's the man he's helped out myself Several thousands of my clients. The guy's an absolute light, absolute godsend. Uh, John, anything else you want to say before we close out? No, I appreciate that, Fee. Thank you. You're welcome. And folks, we'll be back tomorrow. Vela's will be on at 11. And Siege, we're not, do we have a parley tomorrow, Siege? 
I think Harley's still on Mondays for a minute. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, he hasn't bounced so back. Velas will yet. be on tomorrow, and then uh, I hope you all enjoy your day. CJ and I are heading to our local ghetto to capture some roaches. <laughs> and with that being said, we are over and out. Take it away, CJ.